0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we make like Commander Adam Malkovich and issue some orders for Metroid Prime 4. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host,
1: Mark Mitchell. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, You know, Patrick, before we started recording this, you and I were both having to laugh at uh, Commander Adam Malkovich's expense, because we were looking at his um, costume, or his outfit, or his uniform, I guess you would call it. Definitely a uniform, yes, 100%. He looks like a waiter on a cruise ship. It's not a great look.
0: I mean, I, I don't even know if he looks like a waiter. I feel like the waiter, the waiter uniform is a little bit more understated. It's more just like a tight t shirt. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. Like, a, a right. Totally like right. he's, he's one of those, uh, like people who is like a, amorphously a member of the uh, crew of the cruise ship. You don't know what he does. He stands around a lot with like his hands behind his back, just he- kind of like, watching people at the pool. He's not the lifeguard. He's not the lifeguard. Um, before we get into, because we, we've got a, a, a good episode today, we are going to be talking about what we want to see and what we want to not see in Metroid Prime 4. Um, but before that, uh, I, I just wanted to mention that I'm watching uh, Batman Beyond and rediscovering it uh, because it is all up on HBO Max. Um, and it, I don't know why this never occurred to me, Batman Beyond is just Batman plus Spider-Man
1: plus the future. Ooh, it sounds like that's a winning combination.
0: It's a winning combination. Um and I just I'm just shouting out a cartoon from 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it for probably that long. It's I mean it, it you know it has all of like the drawbacks of like a DC um you know animated show um but is really good and imaginative and like for something that should have never worked like make Batman a teenager, um, it totally works. It's great. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Speaking of things that should never work, the Sonic Forces borrowing program, would you like to borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch? You can. All you got to do is email us at NintendoCartridgeSociety at At gmail.com. And give us a mailing address where we can send this thing to you. But, Mark, what might happen? You might get Untitled Goose Game instead. You might. It, there's there's a there's a very real possibility that the goose will sneak in there, and the copy of Sonic Forces will become Untitled Goose Game. And either way, you got to play it. There's so you nothing no you choice. can do. That's right. We're all powerless against the goose. Something else that we are all powerless against. Next week, we are doing our 433rd episode. Time marches ever onward, Mark. <laughs> uh, which means we are doing a whole episode of 433s that are just topics proposed and suggested by you, so email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. If you have a topic you would like us to talk about for four and a half minutes plus an additional three seconds. We need those by next week, Tuesday, February 9th. Um, so you are, if you were like, if you heard us say this before and you're like, I'll get to it. I got time. You no longer have time. Time have is until running Tuesday. out. Time is running out. Mark is giving you good advice. Get in, email us. Um, thank you to Josh and thank you to Martin who have, uh, already sent in suggestions and everyone else who has done so earlier. Um, we appreciate it, but the more the merrier, more suggestions, send them our way. Mark, are you ready to get into it?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Now, just, uh, to establish, like, what we're doing, why it's relevant, um, it has now been
1: approximately two years. A little over two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. since (laughs) Mm -hmm. Go for it. You (laughs) set us up. All right. It's been a little over two years since it was announced that Metroid Prime 4 was getting rebooted under Retro Studios. I think it happened in like January of 2019. We got word that uh, the game was being rebooted.
0: A a cause for some excitement, right? Because like we knew Metroid Prime 4 was coming that that had been teased a a a while back. But there were no details about who was working on it or like what the game was going to be like at all. We still have no idea what the game will be like at all. Like, honestly, nothing other than Retro Studios, the studio that made the original Metroid Prime and Prime 2 and Prime 3, is back on the case. Uh, Nintendo was not satisfied with what was happening and they were like, someone else has got to do it. We got to start all over. Um, And now that has been chugging for about two years. So we think it is time for us to like weigh in and say, what we would like to see, now that it's already two years into it, <laughs> uh, what we would like to see in the new Metroid Prime game.
1: That's right. So uh, Patrick and I have each come up with four things we want to see in Metroid Prime 4, and then also four things that we don't want to see. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm wondering, Patrick, if the way we should do this is we should uh like complement sandwich Metroid Prime 4. So mm-hmm. may we each give something we want to see, and then we each give something we don't want to see. That way we're not ending the episode by just talking about four things we don't want to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is a a great point. And I think for for the last one, for the final point, we should talk about something we don't want to see and then something we
1: do want to see.
0: Mm -hmm. So we're Mm -hmm. ending
1: on on high notes. Yes. Yeah, that seems fair. And just. Um,
0: Yes. (laughs) We are nothing if not just and fair on this show. Um, Mark, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? I would love for you to go first, Patrick. Okay. So... Me going first, the first thing that I would like to see in a new Metroid game, and this is specific, so bear with me. Whatever the story is, I wrote this whole thing out, it's a paragraph, I apologize. Whatever the story is, it needs to be driven by Samus's priorities and values. By which I mean specifically, her conservation and her affection for weird little space animals. That's something that we know about her, she likes the, uh, the, the Metroid itself. She likes that weird green ostrich thing. She likes those little green monkeys. Um, This means that I don't want her to be reactionary. I don't want her to be taking orders. And I don't want this to be a bounty hunting job. Those are all stories that make her an instrument of someone else's agency. She needs, this needs to be her exercising her own agency. Which means I also don't want her to be abandoned or lost or stranded. She should choose to be in the situation all on her own. And if we need to, like, depower her, then we do it because she's like, I don't want to harm the local fauna in, in this area. Uh, uh, and, and so that she she can depower herself on her own if she wants to, but, like, she has to want it. That
1: That is my big, that is my main want for a new Metroid game. Can I do something maybe a little, especially since I just set up the rules of engagement here, but, like, something a little unorthodox and chime in and say completely I agree with that. And in fact it uh like is it pairs so neatly with one of my don't want to sees that I feel compelled to share it right now which is that oh, this is this is great cuz
0: I also have a don't want to see that pairs perfectly <laughs> Okay with perfect, it. perfect perfect So let, let's hear yours first though. All right
1: mine is I don't want to the I do not want it to involve the Galactic Federation. I want mm. the involvement of the Galactic Federation to be uh significantly reduced and um like I completely agree with you that I would love it—the story or the forward action—to be motivated by like Samus herself, and based on like her beliefs and like her agency. And totally. I feel like in the, especially the later Metroid Prime games, uh, like the Federation's role just kept like growing and growing and in you know Metroid Prime Three and Corruption, you were spend like in the beginning you spent like a lot of time on the Federation spaceship. You were yep. Talking to a lot of members of the Federation. Um, Federation. And bounty hunters hired by the Federation. Yeah, like it all became too militaristic for me. Like it was, it's so like Samus is like part of this military organization. You're like, okay. Like it it happened so like gradually where you're just like, uh, you know, like you didn't really question it, but you're, but I feel like it lost a lot of what makes Samus so interesting. And um, like so unique in the world of video games. And so to have it just mm-hmm. become another kind of like military shooter essentially is disappointing. Yeah, it's a real problem. It's a real problem. And so I, yeah, so I agree with you completely. And I would love to see, I th- you know, I think they're, they exist in the universe. It's fine for them to exist and be a part of it. We don't have to pretend that the Federation doesn't exist, but I would like their role to be significantly reduced. Um, so I, I actually, n- now that we are doing this, Maybe now you
0: do a positive, and then I'll do a negative and a positive, and so we kind of go back and forth
1: that way. Okay, sure. Yeah. If it, we'll, yeah. We'll see how this works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we'll
0: see, look, and if we, if we want to withdraw from what, how we're doing it, then we can reformat at any time.
1: <laughs> I feel great about it. <laughs> okay, so my first want, something I want to see from Metro Prime 4 is survival horror elements. Yes! So uh, what I would love is, like, I don't think Metroid Prime 4 should be a survival horror game, but I would love to see a planet or an environment that is scary. Because I think one of the fun things about the Metroid games, any of them, is that, uh, like, that sense of isolation. And it's like, Mm -hmm. and it's going back to that, like, uh, the original Metroid is such a riff on those uh, late 70s, early 80s sci-fi films like Aliens. And an Alien. And so, uh, one example that's not a Nintendo game, but I think of all the time in this is Did you ever play Thief Deadly Shadows? It's like the third Thief game. So, I never played it, but my, because I never had a gaming PC, but my friend did. And so, I like, I would basically just like go over to his house and watch him play Thief. And I like, the game is really, really cool. And it's not a uh, survival horror game at all. But there is one level in the third game. That's called, uh, it takes place in this place called Shalebridge Cradle, which is, get this, it's an abandoned insane asylum that was built in an old orphanage. So it was an orphanage okay. I that mean, got come turned on. into come, an wh- insane asylum.
0: Sure, okay. I mean, that, that's like burying, a, a, that's like uh, making a toxic waste <laughs> dump on an Indian
1: burial ground. Like you are just, you're double dipping. And this level is so, like the sound design and everything is mm-hmm. so scary and the rest of the game is not like survival horror at all it's like a thief game you're creeping around in the shadows like stealing stuff and then this level is just kind of like pulls the rug out from under you but in a really like cool memorable way or i guess even like from a uh a nintendo example is like in the latest yoshi game there's that one weird level with the like clowns that have axes that you have to like stay in the light
0: do you remember what the name of that level is? Because I feel like it's something along the lines of, if he sees you, run.
1: Yeah, I think it is something yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And, um, I, so, and so I would love to see something like that in Metroid Prime 4, where it's just like, okay, we're just going to take this one like, planet, and it's just super weird and creepy and kind of like survival horror-ish. And then, you know, like, that's it. It doesn't have to be the whole game. It's just something like unique and memorable.
0: Let me ask you this. Uh, Would you want that to be connected to a zero suit situation that Samus finds herself now without her main power armor and has to just, like, get by with, you know, whatever she
1: has on her? Yeah, that would be interesting. Because I feel like, you know, like, uh, for all the rifts that we have on, I I guess what I feel like is, like, Metroid games and, like, Corruption was like this and even uh, Samus Returns was like this like I feel like they are focusing a lot on combat and but I, I also feel like by um having you encounter like so many enemies like all the time and having to fight all of them it doesn't the enemies aren't really like scary or that interesting they just become like cannon fodder and so I think yeah. having this like break where it's like yeah like she is zero suit samus and she just has to like use uh the environment or whatever to escape to sneak around yeah. yeah would be I think really cool
0: Um, that's great. Uh, and one of my wants kind of ties into that, but I'll I'll save it for later. I I I think it's still like different enough. Um, but so moving on to my first don't want. Uh, I do not want a lot of voice acting and/or other characters with speaking lines, which goes along with your like federation thing. I want the Galactic Federation out. Um, I I added to a note here that human antagonists are fine, but I want their motivation to be institutional. And not personal, so like I don't. No one can have a vendetta against Samus or whatever. <laughs> they can be like army dudes that she gets rid of. Like that's fine. But like I, I think your your note of like just no army dudes at all. Um, also great. <laughs> uh, but just generally speaking, like I don't need I don't need her to speak. Um, and I certainly don't need uh like big monologues. Um, I don't want to like go out of the way to not have voice acting um but like i don't that's that's not something that uh i value in these games um i want her to mostly be alone um i want it to i i i i i want that isolation to come through totally totally i completely agree um that's good cuz it's uh basically just the um uh, no, no federation <laughs> it's, it's it's basically the same note or functionally the same note okay so my next want um and this is this is one that i this feels inspired to me. Uh, I want more morph forms, or more morph abilities, more abilities for the morph ball, okay? So Samus famously uh, can turn into uh, a little ball and roll around. It's, it's what they had to do in the original game because they couldn't animate her crawling, right? Um, and in the Prime games, um, there, there's nothing quite as satisfying or as cool or unique in those games as when you switch from first person to third person and you're rolling around in this little ball, right? Um, and it's such a weird, mythologically speaking, what is happening there? Has any game like delved into like, hold on a minute. Samus has become a ball. like a, <laughs> uh, She's an orb. Her entire being is inside this little tiny orb. What's happening there? Why can she transform? Um, I want, I so I want to see. More transformations, Samus becoming other objects, other shapes capable of moving around the environment in different ways, um, and or just more power-ups for the Morph Ball. Um, Mark, are you familiar with the various power-ups that have already been featured for, for the Morph Ball?
1: No, I would love for you to run them down. So there are, of course, the
0: bombs, kind of basic, mm-hmm. she drops bombs. The Hyper Bomb from uh, Super Metroid and other games, which is just a bigger bomb um the spring ball which allows the uh uh, the ball to jump the spider ball which allows it to uh, cling to surfaces and in the prime games uh cling to surfaces that are like tracks specifically designed for it um and then there's the charge ball in some of the prime games that like allows the ball to dash um uh, and then there're also two more there's there's the force ball in Metroid Prime Pinball which turns the ball into like a a green spiky energy thing um and the hyperball in Prime 3 which is basically just like a a different hyper bomb uh, mm-hmm. essentially um but like all, all of those things i i feel like we we know what the what the morph ball is capable of i want it to be tested i want to see like can we launch the morph ball Can it, like, travel uh, through different surfaces or something? Like, I really want to... It's such a cool moment when she turns into that ball and the camera, like, zooms way out so you can see what's happening. And just, like, I just want more of that moment in in the new Metroid Prime It is especially cool in Metroid
1: Prime when that happens.
0: And we're talking about a Prime game, so, I mean, like, it would have to happen in this one. Also I, I I think the idea that she could morph into other shapes is so like compelling. I have no suggestions for what those other shapes would be.
1: <laughs> I'm, I, and I know this is not your intention, but I'm imagining like a boy in his blob scenario where she's turning yes. into like a ladder, a parasol, yep. a trampoline,
0: yep. <laughs> a hole that you can fall through. <laughs> Uh, which I guess then gives you
1: a, a, a do not want now. Okay, all right. I think this is probably uh, my last kind of like. Uh, it, it's th- honestly, it's just in the same vein as the ones we've already been talking about. But it's like I don't, I, I don't want what I do not want to see is uh, unskippable cutscenes. If you are going <laughs> to have cutscenes, and look, I know let that this let me is, skip them. Let me skip them, and uh, yeah. yes, is this like. Are some of these complaints fresh, well, fresh in quotes, because the game is, like, 10 years old at this point, for Metroid Prime Other M? Uh, yeah, but, like... There's no Prime in that title. It's just oh, Metroid, yeah, just Other Metroid Other M. Other yes. M. But, like, <laughs> yeah. yes. That game has unskippable cutscenes, and it's awful. Don't do that to me. Let me skip your cutscenes. I would be willing to wager that there are unskippable cutscenes in Metroid Prime
0: 3. I can't well. remember. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I, I can't remember either. It's tough. I mean, one of the things that is, that is so difficult about uh, making this list is that I feel like none of the Prime games are fresh in my head. Mm hmm. Totally. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Let, let, me, let me, more than letting me skip cutscenes, like don't put so much weight into them, mm-hmm. right? Like um, the, the more you give me story, the more I am comforted by the fact that there is a story. And
1: as discussed, we want survival horror elements in this thing. Okay, so my second thing I want to see in the game is I want to see Ridley have a sister, and Ridley's sister is named Ripley. Wow. Wow! (laughs) So let me explain this. It is a Mm -hmm. flight of fancy, but I just think Ridley's not very exciting anymore. Like... You know, Ridley is going to show up at some point in the game. Maybe it's going to be Ridley. Maybe he's going to have like an exoskeleton. Maybe he'll be a ghost. I mean, but it's just not like that exciting. So, yeah. what I'm proposing is that we have an opportunity to learn more about Ridley's species, which we know nothing about. Nothing about. And I think we should, like, Ridley should have a sister, and Ridley's sister should be named Ripley. And I want to see a Metroid version. Of the two T-Rex attack from uh, the second Jurassic-, Jurassic Park movie, The Lost World. Like, I'm yes. imagining a scenario where you're, like, in a tight corridor and Ripley and Ridley are, like, uh, like trying to, like, peck a you through them either yeah, side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: you're, like, in the ship or something and yes. they're, like,
1: knocking it around. That's great. I mean, I guess the other thing you could do is, like, we could just retcon, like, Ridley entirely and say, like, no, no, no. these are not the same... Ridley's these are like the the sharks from Jaws where they're just all like mm-hmm. like you just kind of know them as Jaws even though they're never called that and so it's like no like Ridley died super long time ago this is just like another Ridley who's out for revenge yeah I mean
0: honestly as, as long as we are jettisoning the mythology of the uh, Galactic Federation um let's introduce some of the mythology of what Ripley's people are Ridley's people are about right yeah
1: I, I completely let's get them in here. Let's, like, let's go to their planet. Let's, um, let's do, let's do all of it. I, let's demystify Ridley.
0: Yeah, well, but by, by sort of, like, remystifying Ridley, right? Like, knowing more about this, because, like, Ridley is, like, a, a, a noteworthy nemesis for Samus in a way that, like, there really isn't another, right? Like right. Like, Mother Brain sort of exists on that continuum, but, like, it's not personal with mother brain. It's personal with Ridley. Yeah. Ridley freaks Samus out. Mm -hmm. And if we were to find out more about that and be like, like, are, are these things bred like to hunt Samus Aran? Like what is, what is the relationship here? Why does Ridley keep showing back up in her life?
1: Yeah. And also I think like, um, it would be fun to see like Ridley in his element, Because, you know, like, it's like when you see Darth Vader on Mustafar, and you've, like, heard about Mustafar, but then you, like, see Darth Vader's, like, castle, and you're like, whoa, that's, like, Darth Vader's castle. And I kind of want that, I kind of want that with Ridley. Like, I feel like it's like I've had too much Ridley, but at the same time, I need, I just, I need different Ridley. Like, I need, like, a, a reason to care again.
0: Yeah, well, because I I think you're right. Like there is something that he has been a little demystified. The ability to play as him in Smash Brothers has ruined the character. <laughs> we d- we don't respect that power, and it's out now, right? Like that's that's what's happened. Yeah, we need we need to reestablish Ridley's menace. Mm-hmm. Completely. Um, I have no idea where we are in the lineup. Who does what next? <laughs> <laughs> I think you say something you don't want to see. <laughs> All right, great. Um. So, this is maybe, again, more just ragging on uh, Other M, but Fusion is also guilty of this. I do not want Samus to be stuck on a spaceship the whole time. Um, uh, Other M and Fusion find, like, interesting ways around this by, like, having simulated biomes on the ship itself. Um, But, and while that may, like, kind of superficially address the issue, it does not make it so that Samus is interacting with Local ecology, Mm -hmm. which I've already established, is the thing that drives her. That's the thing she cares about. And Mm -hmm. we're turning it into holograms? No, thank you. Samus, look, she can spend some time in a ship or a space station, but like, she will not be trapped there for the entirety of a game. I can't deal with it again. If they're going to be like, oh, yeah, this is a fake forest? Get out of (laughs) here. I want real trees.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think, I think that's a, I think that's a great one. I mean, I completely agree. And like, I, uh, I, I do think the Prime series specifically has always been very good about this. Yes. Um, yes. like, but definitely the more recent games, again in air quotes because it's been a decade, uh, are not like super great at this. Right,
0: right, right. I mean, t- two, two pretty bad examples of of it in uh, uh other M and and Fusion.
1: So I think now it's something you do want
0: to see. So now now it's something I do want. Okay, this is a quick one. Thank you, Mark, for keeping track because I this is one that I, I suggested the the format and now it's getting away from me. Um this is a quick one and I think it's pretty similar to what you had said earlier. I just want to be scared. Mm, um mm-hmm. you know, whether it is through like survival horror elements or uh, you know, like resource management or, you know, enemies that can like one shot kill you or whatever. Um, I just want to be scared. Uh I, I want to feel um, like a sense of isolation I want uh, to feel as though uh, the thing that Samus is taking on is so huge that there's no possible way that she could make it like I want real stakes Um, and you know I- <laughs> man so much ragging on Other M here but like the 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 way that Other M takes away the stakes by being like Samus has all of her power-ups but she can't use them because someone told her not to is such garbage. Like it, it makes the whole thing feel like a video game. Mm -hmm. Um, Like if, if she's really life threatened at any moment, she could just flip all the stuff back on and like, you know, get to it. Uh, I I want that not to be the case here. I want to be scared.
1: Well, uh, that kind of, again, dovetails nicely into my next, like something I don't want to see, which is I don't want to see too much combat. Uh, I feel like Metroid, Metroid prime corruption uh, kind of, it came out just at a really interesting time because it was coming from the GameCube controller, which, you know, was not set up for a first person shooter. And so the Metroid prime games, the first two were not like, they weren't promoted as first person shooters. They were like first person adventure right. games or like adventure shooters. And they really like leaned into that. I felt like whereas corrupt, but it was always chafing against this, like, uh, like limitation of the control scheme. And so when it, they moved on to the Wii, and they had the pointer controls. It was a natural progression, uh, and kind of, I think, something that fans wanted, which was like, okay, great, like now it like really opens up the combat. Like I can really treat this as like a shooter, and that never like clicked for me. Like I didn't like yeah. Corruption that much. Partly, I actually didn't think the control scheme was that great. Uh, but also like yeah. I didn't. I'm, love... I'm, I'm right there with
0: you. I, I I think the the pointer controls, the Wii controls for uh, all the Prime games. Um, they'd do it a disservice
1: and I, I also didn't love its like transformation into more of just a traditional like shooter yeah. and so i would love to see metroid prime 4 um return to or i wanted to embrace uh like the puzzle solving environmental stuff of the first couple of games and i think combat is obviously still a part of it but i would love it to be like de-emphasized good that that, yeah i i I think that's perfect uh
0: and when you say like puzzle solving like exploration is so much a part of like the the sort of planetary puzzle that those games uh pose um that yeah I, i don't really think you need the combat because like that's what it is but you know the the environmental uh puzzle solving is is really what that game is all about
1: so i guess that kind of goes into the next thing i do want to see Which is, I would love to see a co-op side story in Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, baby! So, I know that, uh, you know, the Metroid Prime games Mm -hmm. have had multiplayer in the past. Like, uh, Metroid Prime 2, Echoes had, like, a just traditional, like, death match, essentially. Um, There's, of course, Metroid Prime Hunters for the Nintendo DS. And then Federation Force on the 3DS, which is, like, a Metroid Prime spinoff. But I would like to see something that's more, like, traditional... Metroid Prime, but with two like bounty hunters and, um, like with a focus on like co op puzzle solving. And sure, there's like some combat and probably like a boss you have to fight at the end of each of these like levels. But really, what I'm interested in is like having two players have to work together to traverse like the environment and figure out like how we're how do we work together to get from point A to point B. And there were like, um, there were in I actually haven't played Call of Duty for a while, so I'm not sure. Uh, but there were a few Call of Duty entries a few years ago that they would have, like... You wouldn't play the main mission in co-op, but you could... They had these, like, special co-op missions. And that's kind of what I'm imagining, because I, w- I don't really want, like, a Resident Evil 5 type thing where you play through the entire thing in co-op. Sure. But yeah. I would love to have that, like, co-op experience, and I feel like that's the uh, a really... To me, it makes sense to do it that way in Metroid Prime instead of like a, like a death match again.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's... You, oh, man, maybe like a year ago uh, on the show, we did, um, we did an episode with uh, Christian Hume about our um, like, co-op gaming experiences that we liked. Uh, and I think we each brought like games that aren't actually co-op that we still played in a room with other people. Uh, and Prime 1 and Prime 2 were both games that I played... Um, you know, in my apartment with a bunch of people around uh, remembering where stuff was, remembering where doors were as soon as I got an item. Um, and like, I think there is, if, if they could push us towards a co-op experience or like an online co-op experience because we can't gather in person right now, um, that that would go a long way towards uh, sort of revitalizing that feeling of playing the game together because you actually are playing it together.
1: Yeah, that would be that
0: would be fun. Um this may seem my 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 next uh unwant here my next do not want may seem like it is a counterpoint to what you just said um but I do not want to see a samus doppelganger of any kind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I don't want to I don't want to see dark samus I don't want to see virus samus I don't want to see a metroid butted samus um you know like let let's leave let's leave that sci-fi weirdness out of it because we've been there like we have been to evil versions of samus dark samus we don't need it we don't we we're just she can for she can fight uh threats that are like measurable and understandable without having to like I th- there was a second here where I was like do I want no like light world dark world mechanic um because that's something that's huge in in prime two echoes um and I think I don't want that but mostly just as a function of
1: I don't want to see an evil version of samus I got I got no use for it yeah, I mean, and even in like the Prime games themselves, we got like two good get like whole games out of it that mm-hmm. you know like uh both Metro Prime two and Metro Prime three um kind of revolve around a corrupted version of Samus. And so yeah, yeah. like I, I I actually it's interesting because it, when I was making my list, I was kind of of things that I do want to see. I was thinking like oh what like sci fi tropes or like what from sci fi movies or even the aliens franchise like has happened, but we haven't seen it end up in Metroid yet. And initially I was like, oh yeah, what if they cloned her? And then, it, then like I started to think about it a little bit more and I was like, oh no, she's essentially been cloned yeah, like a million times. She's been duplicated times. over and over again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They
0: won't stop making extra Samuses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so it, look, if there is two player uh, co-op online, I just hope it's not that there are two Samuses. <laughs> yeah. That, that's all I'm saying. Um, so that brings me to my final want. I think um, I want some EVA, which of course stands for Extra Vehicular Activity in space. Which means I want Samus outside of a spaceship at some Ooh. point, either connected like by a tether or like magnetic boots or something. And she can be like moving between like Federation spaceships as she like approaches a planet or something. But I want like a little bit of like, just a little bit of gravity in there. The movie Gravity, the Sandra Bullock movie, um, where, like, that that feeds into, like, the horror element of it, where, like, one wrong move and you're just going to be floating off into space forever. Um, but I feel like that's also an environment that they don't really trade in at all. Totally. Um, in uh, in these games. Um, and it just would be a a, a cool setting. Um, she's always in space already. Let's have her deal with the fact that, you know, space itself can be
1: an adversary. Yeah, that would be really cool. Cause uh, I feel like we have seen more and more like Samus's ship become part of the gameplay. Like in Metroid Prime 3 Corruption, mm-hmm. you know, you could, you could call her ship and it would do an airstrike on like certain areas. And you could, you spent like a little bit more time in the ship, but we've never uh like, we are in outer space, but we are never like in outer space in Metroid we Prime. We are never of outer space. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's right. That's right. Well, and
0: like, I mean, I know it's it's never going to be like a hard sci-fi series, mm-hmm. right? Um, but like, just borrowing some of the elements of like the perilousness of being in space, the fact that it's as cold as it is, that it's a vacuum, um, that one wrong move and like you're lost forever. Um, is it's so ripe for uh like gameplay challenges and like exciting storytelling that like let's let's get into it let's embrace it you're in space baby
1: okay so my final thing that i don't want to see in metroid prime 4 is i don't want to see the immersion and attention to details that makes like the metroid prime series so good and memorable disappear yes, yes. like um metroid prime like the metroid prime games are uh They do, like, some things that are just, like, so, like, cool and thoughtful. Like, I remember playing the first game, and, like, uh, you never see Samus's face except if, like, there's, like, uh, a flash of light or something. And then you see her reflection, like, in the visor that you're looking through. so cool. (laughs) when you're on uh, planets where it's raining, if you are just walking straight forward like a few drops will get on your visor and then if you look up if you look straight up into the sky like lots of drops will get on your visor like it's like those like tiny like attention to detail atmospheric things that really like so much of what makes metroid prime especially that first one so memorable was like those attention that attention to detail and like the environmental storytelling and i i I really would love I mean, I have no reason to think it they won't include that in Metroid Prime 4, but that is something that uh, is very important to me well let let's let's talk
0: about that for a second because i think I think you're right that like they will continue to pay attention to detail, but I think one of the things that I worry about with this new game is that it's not going to be able to execute uh just graphically on the same level as uh, other games that we see. Uh, coming out of other studios on other platforms right now, right? Like, Metroid Prime, especially for a GameCube game, looks incredible, Um, but it was going, like, toe-to-toe with everything else on the other platforms, like, at that same time, Um, even when, uh, you know, it it, like, it boxes above its weight, basically, um, visually speaking. And I just, I don't know if the Switch still has that ability. Um, Like, I think it probably does, right? Because, like, Breath of the Wild looks great. Mario Odyssey looks great, um, but, like, those are all games in a very specific, like, art style that can, like, kind of cut some of those corners. Um, but, yeah, I mean, may, you know, I, I believe in retro, and I believe in Metroid Prime, so, like, m- maybe, they'll get, maybe they'll get there.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, because uh, Met- the Metroid series and Metroid Prime is more, like, realistic, for lack of a better term. Yeah, And so, like, uh, Breath of the Wild looks amazing, but is benefits from its, like, painterly art style. You know, uh, Mario Odyssey looks great, but is, again, benefits from it's a that. cartoon, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, from the cartoon aesthetic. And, you know, I, I agree with you that I, I believe that there are ways that they can do it with, like, uh, art design and everything. But it is more of a challenge than it was in the GameCube days, for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and that's also interesting, too, that, like, the house style
0: for Metroid as a series Is realistic, right? Like or like sort of anime realistic? It's a Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. That's the (laughs) that's
1: the design aesthetic. I think I think there. It's uh, honestly another reason to not rely very heavily on the Galactic Federation because if it's totally the first game where you're not really interacting with humans, then you don't have that problem as much because then you're looking at the environment and alien designs, which you have much more flexibility with. But it's when you're in, you know, you're interact, you're. On the Galactic Federation mothership, and you're talking, and you're getting orders from everybody that oh, you know, like it would just become Please a lot no. harder. <laughs> Please cause no, because you, you have to you have to render like humans, right, right. So let's render as few humans as possible in this game. <laughs> so I think you should go ahead and do your last. Don't want to see, and then we'll end on my want to see. Okay, um, you have a a want to see left over. I do. Yeah. Oh yeah,
0: because I I started with a want to see. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. So, my final do not want to see um, is maybe, maybe this is impossible, but I do not want this game to be another interquill. I do, Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. want it to be a a, a capstone to the end of the Prime series, which is still necessarily like in in the timeline of Samus's life takes place before uh, Metroid 2, right? Um, Every, they're saying that this game is called Metroid Prime 4. I don't even know that that has to be true, right? I think it, it only needs to be a prime game in like perspective and gameplay. If they give it a different subtitle that is not prime and they call it something else, um, I, I would prefer that and I would like it to take place at the end of this timeline. Like, I, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to just keep cramming games in between other events forever. Like, Let's open up a door and create a space for new games, for
1: new stories, after what's already known. Especially if we're never going to see, because, like, I, I agree with you, and, like, I feel like the Metroid Prime trilogy is has pretty much told, like, its main story. Totally. And I'm sure there are threads from the third game that they could pick up into the fourth, but I also feel like we're, it feels, like, there are rumors that, like, a 2D Metroid is being worked on, um by uh mercury steam like the same people who made the uh um samus returns remake but i i i fear that we're never going to get like a proper follow-up diffusion like a never like a metroid 5 and and so i would love for metroid prime 4 to be that like i agree with you like let's jump ahead in the timeline let's not call it metroid prime 4 um let but if it has that DNA, but is a just new Metroid game, I would love that. Yeah. I'm totally on board. Yeah. Let's call it Metroid
0: Omega. It can be about the end of Samus's career, and then we can do a whole trilogy of those games and a bunch of spin-offs that everyone, uh, you know, resents. Um, <laughs> like, that, that. that's fine. Uh, but, like, I, I think that that is, while it's great that they're bringing back the series, uh, Metroid Prime specifically, I think what really needs to happen is just, like, a new injection of energy and creativity into the Metroid series. Um and if that may be the creation of a new Metroid series.
1: Yeah, that just I looks like Prime. I I agree. I I wonder cuz I feel like why Metroid Prime was successful was it uh actually I don't know if I want to go down this road cuz I think I'm going to mess the names up. But basically what what like I uh, I you know like I guess what I'll say is that I think like other M did not benefit from having the hands of the Metroid creator like on it. I think yeah. what uh, Metroid almost needs right now is what um, Star Wars got, which is just like people who like grew up loving Metroid and then having an opportunity to like recreate that magic for a new generation is kind of what I think like Metroid Prime did. And I think what the Metroid Prime series needs again.
0: Yeah, it just, it just needs a it's something new, right? Like, a reason for us to revisit this. Um, and, like, it's so weird that, like, I don't think that that is necessary, and certainly hasn't been the case, like, recently for, like, you know, uh, the most recent Mario and Zelda games have been, like, pretty, you know, backwards looking. Not not that they're not, uh, like, progressive, fun, cool games that are doing new things, but, like, always with an eye towards the past. Um, and I think Metroid benefits from not looking backwards from just like plowing forward and like doing new stuff. So I don't wanna see.
1: Yeah, cuz like the thought of another 2D Metroid in like the vein of Metro- of Samus Returns is like not super exciting to me. Yeah, I mean I'll play it, but like I I I totally get what
0: you mean. Where where I mean even uh uh Samus Returns, right? Like Metroid Prime 2, the 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 remake of it um was cool and i liked it a lot it's a, a game that i 100 percented on my 3ds after i was no longer playing my 3ds um but like it feels it doesn't feel like a new entry in the series it feels mm-hmm. like a, a fun like side thing that i supplemented my normal metroid
1: fandom with you know what i mean mm-hmm. totally well I, okay so for the last thing that i want to see is basically in metroid prime 4 I think I just want to play through essentially like the Death Star 2 sequence from Rise of Skywalker from Star Wars episode 9 Rise of Skywalker but in Metroid okay. Prime because Okay. I, <laughs> All right. Okay. Cuz
0: I look I you know so when I, when when they're on that like other Tatooine moon
1: when, uh, when they're on the Endor moon yeah and Oh yeah, Endor, uh, yeah. And I uh, like it's you're there's that like out of control ocean yeah, And there's a giant, like, something in the middle of the ocean, and Samus has to, like, go out to it. She's climbing through this, like, creaky, weird, like, rundown. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. this is that survival horror, like, sequence. But it's, like, uh, there's two things I love about this. One, um, I would love to just see that environment in a Metroid Prime game so I can, like, explore it. Because I think it's, like, so beautiful, but, like, haunting in that way that is perfect for metroid prime and then uh and then yeah like the idea of being able to crawl through this like abandoned whatever it ends up being like space pirate no uh, man it's it's gotta be it's gotta
0: be an abandoned slash crashed um chozo warship so, like, it's connected to who Samus is oh and, like, yeah, her, her yeah. roots. And, like, she can sort of use that to, like, explore, like, the dark side of and where she like, came from.
1: It's, like, wet and there's, like, giant waves crashing outside. I mean, like, oh for my me, god, like, I think, like, in Rise of Skywalker, like, visually, that's one of the most, like, like uh, yeah. goosebumps-inducing moments of that movie. Like, when Rey enters, like, the throne room. And when she's holding
0: up the dagger just randomly. And
1: and yeah, like I, that's like an environment that I mean, I have talked all the time how I like love rainy levels. And so, like, yeah, it's raining. There's a giant ocean raging. She's in this spooky ship. I'm super into it. I'd love to see something like that in Metroid Prime 4.
0: Oh, man. Okay. So, what if there is like a thing where there are Chozo warships like heading into a planet, right? And you are, like, traveling between them, the extravehicular activity that I was describing before. And you make your way down to the surface of the planet onto a crashed ship in the ocean.
1: Man, this is... Mark, this is good! (laughs) (laughs) And it carries on the grand tradition of uh, Metroid games taking um, inspiration from, like, other pop culture. Yeah, 100%. And, like... uh...
0: You know I I feel like um Star Fox picked up that mantle for a little while um like Star Fox 64 uh famously all of those set pieces are either from Star Wars or Independence Day like every single one <laughs> <laughs> um but like yeah we we can just uh M- Metroid can take that up now they've they've already done the the Alien series or at
1: least the two good ones um and now they can uh, now they can borrow from other places. Ooh, speaking of Star Fox, do you remember yeah. the rumor that was running wild on the internet before the Wii U was announced that like the next Metroid game was going to be a Metro- Metroid slash Star Fox crossover? I do not remember this. Is that true? It, I mean, it was true that it was a I mean, rumor. Was it a yes. true rumor? <laughs> yeah.
0: Um interesting that neither of us had that on our list of things we wanted to see in Metroid prime four interesting interesting interesting
1: that is interesting <laughs> <laughs> what well,
0: what would you do like what would what what is the reaction if we get like a Nintendo direct tomorrow and it's like Metroid Prime four is Metroid Prime cross
1: star fox what <laughs> what, what do what do we do mark? I'm imagining that like the the way it's introduced is it's just like like it's uh no like preamble it just like fades up from black and you know Samus is like in the first person walking through like a really yep. like uh atmospheric environment and then a like door slides open and in comes walking Star Fox team and Fox McCloud is like has some like quippy thing like man who turned on the air in here and then yeah. um reporting for duty general will <laughs> say <laughs>
0: Uh, Conversely, if they announce a new Star Fox game and then they're like, oh, also you can play as Samus in her gunship, I'd be like,
1: yes. Yeah, that's pretty (laughs) cool.
0: I I will accept that. Samus is a guest character in the next Star Fox? Yes. (laughs) Um, All right, Mark, we have now described the perfect Metroid Prime game. Let's close this out. Uh, If you have any fun ideas for things you would want to see or not want to see in in the next Metroid Prime game, uh, you can always email us at Nintendo
1: Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Mark, when do you think that game is coming out? Ever? Ooh, good question. It's been two years since we've heard anything about it. Uh, I I'm I'm gonna say uh, we won't hear anything until next year. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Do you think there's any universe where
0: um Prime 4 and Breath of the Wild 2 come out in the same year?
1: Yes, I totally believe that because Ooh. I because I don't think like uh, you don't think they care? <laughs> no, I I just don't think Metroid. I think Metroid Prime Four would be. I just don't know how big of a deal it would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it it feels like a big deal to fans, but
0: but it might. People but like, it won't hit Ford. It, it won't. Yeah, hit it,
1: it kind of feels like yeah. a Fire Emblem Three Houses to me, where it's like, wow, like that's a cool game, and it's going to sell like three million copies, but I don't know that it has the same like blockbuster status as um, like even the Luigi's Mansion Three. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, sure. And it won't sell the 31 million copies that Animal Crossing did. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so many copies. Please write, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you liked the episode. You can share it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you share stuff. It helps us out tremendously. When you do, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at NinCart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com. Or by listening right now. For my co host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening.